Hey yo, what's up? It's your girl Erica Mason, aka Miss Pretty and Radical. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's what up, RG? Y'all, what's good? It's your boy, y'all, Swift. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Loso, man. And y'all listen to the number one sports podcast out, MTMV Sports. Y'all still? Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTMV Sports. And today we are um, blessed to have Jake Lyman of AAF, oh, Full Press. Man, Jake, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Glad to be on the podcast. All right, awesome, man. So um, uh, there are a few thousand people, right? Like, I mean, actually, there's a ton more people than, than most people know that are stupid excited about this first week of um of AAF, right? It's the Alliance um, Football League, and it's going to be – well, actually, nobody knows what it's going to be, but there are a lot of people who are really, really excited about it. You guys have been doing a great job of covering all the innovations, all the things that are, are kind of coming up. Talk to me about your level of excitement heading into this first week of the AAF. I'm definitely excited for uh, this first week and the entire season because uh, football ends way too early. Uh, it's only from September to February, so it's nice to have a couple extra months of, uh, of football with the AAF. And it's also great that this could become a feeder league to the NFL, developing some of that talent and getting uh, some better players into the NFL because all of the other major sports, baseball, basketball, hockey, they have that developmental league. And I think the AAF may end up becoming that uh, if it's able to succeed for a couple of years. So the AAF premieres this Saturday on the same network as the Super Bowl, right, on CBS. I mean, are a lot of people excited? Uh, I would think so i think that uh, a lot of people want to get into this because it's been a while since there's been a another league uh, besides the nfl unless you count the canadian football league or the arena football league so uh america is finally getting another league that they can get into and i think teams or fans are going to try and uh, align themselves with teams and uh try and watch some more football for a couple months i mean you can you can never have too much football and I feel the same way, right? There's, there's no way you can have enough football. Um, I mean, I, I know my wife is kind of really happy that the NFL season is over. I don't even think she sees this new AAF thing coming. So I don't know how she's going to deal with that. But I'm definitely <laughs> going to be watching this Saturday when they premiere. Um, talk to me about some of the players that people should be watching out for or people can watch out for or even recognize um, in this first week. Well, there's a lot of uh, people that um, fans may recognize because a lot of players that are probably going to make an impact are former NFL players or at least former college football stars. Uh, Trent Richardson, uh, former number three overall pick by the Browns, he's playing for the Birmingham Iron. Um, And then you have guys like Christian Hackenberg playing quarterback for the Memphis Express. He... uh, after his freshman or sophomore year of college, a lot of people thought he was going to be the number one overall pick uh, when he came out, and he kind of just uh, flamed out. Zach Stacy, he used to play for the Rams, so uh, there's definitely a lot of ex-NFL players that uh, fans should be looking out for. If they have a favorite player who just never made it in the league, they could be playing, and then there's also a lot of young guys who uh, never really got a chance in the NFL, and maybe have a chance to prove themselves in the AAF and maybe get themselves another chance at the NFL if they uh, play well 
during the season. So, Jake, please, just for, from you, right? Like, expectations-wise, what are you truly expecting from a guy like Trent Richardson? I don't know, because everyone knows he has talent. The way he played at Alabama, uh, he's obviously a talented football player, but it seems like he could never make the right decisions on the field. I know that back when he uh, was getting thrown around the league, getting cut by a bunch of teams, there was the, the memes on Twitter of uh, him running into his blockers when there's a giant hole uh, on the other side of the line. So uh, I think it, it's definitely going to be interesting because we know what he's capable of, but he hasn't been playing football consistently for a couple of years. So it'll definitely be uh, something to watch for. Can Trent Richardson get back to the form he had when he was with the uh, Crimson Tide. So, I'm going to tell you one of my favorite players that I'm looking forward to seeing is probably Shoelace. I haven't seen Shoelace in a while, and I'm looking forward to watching him play. It's Denard um, Shoelace Robinson. Yeah. And so I'm really looking for um, for a guy like him. Um, I mean, there's a few guys here. Aaron Murray. Um, I mean, that's just a lot, a lot of guys. A lot of those guys are quarterbacks, though. Um, are you expecting the quarterback play to be, you know, really top-notch going into the first? Because the draft was focused on the quarterbacks. So do you think the quarterback play will be pretty good going into the first week? I think there are a lot of quarterbacks with a lot of potential uh, playing. You have, I mentioned Christian Hackenberg, uh Blake Sims, he was with Alabama for a couple of years. Uh, Denard Robinson, I'm not sure if he's going to play quarterback or running back in the league, but he obviously was explosive at Michigan and uh, made some plays with the Jaguars as a running back. Uh, Dustin Vaughn, he's a quarterback playing for San Antonio who was a top pick in the draft they had. He may not be a household name, but he may be one of the quarterbacks that is going to get the most attention. Um, Definitely a lot of good quarterback play. Uh, especially some guys who played well in college. You mentioned Aaron Murray. Um, it's just the guys who we saw had potential but uh, never really panned out in the NFL. Zach Mettenberger, he'll be backing up uh, Christian Hackenberg. He's a prime example of that. Uh, big arm, just couldn't make it uh, when he was with the Titans or the Chargers in the NFL. Yeah, I remember Zach from um, his days at LSU, and I was excited about um, him. I'm getting drafted. I know it took a little while in the draft for him to actually get picked up, but still, like, I was excited for him to get a shot. Um, one of the things that people will not at all um, question or even think about is the, I guess, the quality of coaches in this league. The coaches are probably some of the biggest draws. Um, you have Mike Singletary, um, even as an offense coordinator, Mike Vick. I thought that was cool. Um, Steve Spurrier's here, Mike March. Um, of all these guys... Who's some like who are you most excited to see on the sidelines again? Uh, I would have to say Mike Martz. I think uh, he's been out of coaching for a while, but it's going to be cool to see a guy like him who uh, was an offensive coordinator uh, for the greatest show on turf and a head coach for the Rams for years. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what he can do with the fleet. I know he lost his quarterback, uh, Josh Johnson, when he signed with the Redskins. He was the first overall pick in the draft, so that hurts. But if anybody can develop a quarterback, uh, I think it would be Mike Martz. So is Josh Johnson, is he not coming back? Is he not going to play this week? Uh, that is what it looks like. He's no longer listed on the roster for the fleet, so I believe he is sticking with the Redskins for now. Uh, I know when he was playing with the Redskins in December, 
he mentioned something about eventually wanting to play in the AAF, but obviously if he has a chance to stick with an NFL team, I think that's the decision he's going to make. You have, um, I guess, a little bit of a time, like maybe, I think maybe sometime soon, the NFL is going to start signing players from other leagues. Is it is there a possibility that some AAF players, I guess, get lost or or, or get signed and, and not play for the AAF this year? I don't know. I think since the season runs through late April, you may see a couple of guys get picked up here and there, but I think there's a pretty good chance that most of the players who are going to get taken from the AAF will probably come after the draft. Um, so I think most players will be able to finish the season with the AAF before looking to make a, make a name with an NFL team. Cool. There's also, I mean, I, one of the things a lot of people like about the AAF is the way it's going to go about, I guess, structuring its game, right? There's a lot of new rules, a lot of new innovations. Um, there's no kickoffs, right? 35-second play, play calling rule. Um, all of a sudden, with this new New Orleans situation, there's now a sky ref for, you know, clear and obvious calls. I don't know if that was a shot at the NFL or not. But but still, I love the fact that there's so many different innovations. What are, What's kind of one of the, the major innovations that you're looking forward to see playing out? I would have to definitely say the Skyref. I think uh, that's something that a lot of people covering the NFL have been asking about, whether there can be an eye in the sky who can overturn obvious calls. And the AAF one-ups the NFL there and says, if you won't do it, we will. So uh, that's definitely be something uh, I want to look at, see how that plays out. And I think if it works out well, the NFL will be watching, and they may make the change if it looks to be uh, a solid uh, innovation that the AAF put in. Yeah, I really like the fact that there's a lot of um, guys from the NFL, former players that are really involved in in this new AAF, and and I think the the risk there will maybe maybe the legacy of the AAF, even if it doesn't. I I know I, I feel like it'll pan out, but if it doesn't, this is still one of the major innovations, right? This is a major innovation. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a big change. And uh, the AAF, you never know because funding, you never know how it's going to work out after the first season, whether they're going to be able to uh, keep it afloat. But if it does pan out, I mean, that it's a major change and it would definitely be uh, something to look for. All right. Now let's get into some football, right? Like I want to really talk about what could possibly happen in this first week. We, you, I guess the roster, rosters are set, coaches are set in place, right? We're getting started. This first week, there's, a, there's four different games, there's eight teams in total. Um, I want to get your predictions. I know you, you've written an article on this, um, as we talked about earlier. So I want to get your predictions on the four games that are, are taking place this week. Uh, we have San Diego versus San Antonio. Who do you have in that one? Um, I'm going to go with San Diego there. I think that... Um, San Diego with Mike Martz, even though they may have lost their number one quarterback uh, to the Redskins, I just think the coaching there is good, and uh, there's some talented players on that team. Um, specifically, uh, Demontre Moore, he was a big-time player in the NFL for a couple of years. He'll be starting uh, at defensive end for them. I just think the fleet uh, will be a little too much for the commanders there. Uh, Martz 
is going to come up with a good game plan, no matter who's his signal caller. And, uh, he's going to knock off Mike Riley and the commanders. Yeah. I was really excited about Demontre Moore. Um, I remember him playing for the giants and they called him at the time, like the monster. Right. And I expected him to really, you know, do well, especially because it started off so hot. Um, but later on, it kind of fizzled out. I expect him to do well too. I think that's a good name to point out. So let me ask this question. Atlanta, Atlanta goes to Orlando, right? You have the legends versus the Apollos. Who do you have in that one? I've got the Apollos and Steve Spurrier. Um, for the legends, I like that Michael Vick is involved, and uh, I think that's something exciting to see what he's going to bring to that offense. But uh, they lost their head coach, Brad Childress, stepped down. Uh, obviously, the, he is the uh, former head coach of the Vikings. So it's a big change. Kevin Coyle stepping up to be the head coach. I don't know if they've had enough time to kind of adjust to that because it had just happened about a month ago. So I just think the Apollos are going to be uh, pretty good. Garrett Gilbert uh, will be playing quarterback, I believe, uh, for Spurrier. And they've got Will Hill on defense. Well, he was a starter for the Ravens just a couple of years ago. So uh, I just like the talent on the Apollos, and I think Steve Spurrier is going to outcoach uh, Kevin Coyle. Okay. Now, um, in a game that a lot of people will be paying attention to, um, Memphis Express versus um, Birmingham Iron, and, and that's the game where, where Trent Richardson will be there. Um, who do you have in that one? I have the Express. I just I like Memphis. I think if I had to pick a team right now to uh, win the championship, I would probably pick the Express. Uh, Mike Singletary obviously has – uh, NFL head coaching experience, even if it wasn't uh, the best experience with the 49ers. Um, but he has Hackenberg at quarterback and Mettenberger as backup. Both, I believe, uh, could find a way to be a star in this league playing against um, defenses that aren't NFL caliber. Uh, and then they have Zach Stacy in the backfield. He played a role with the Rams a couple years ago. Chris Givens uh, was an NFL wide receiver. He's on uh, on the express. I do like the iron. They have some some tied players, Blake Sims and uh, Trent Richardson, but I just think the Express looked like an explosive team. Uh, they're going to come out with the win on Sunday. Uh, yeah, Sunday. Okay. I have a few different things here, right? Um, for one, what I'm looking forward to most of all, and especially when I think about Mike Singletary, is I hope, I pray the post-game press conferences are always like they are in the NFL, right? I hope that they actually let us see the coaches explaining things, you know, explaining what happened in the game. I want to see Mike Singletary again behind the mic talking after a game. That's one thing I'm looking forward to, him and Steve Spurrier. I'm oh, def- yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see that. That's one thing that I'll be definitely looking forward to. All right, now, we're in this last game, Salt Lake, right? So you have the Salt Lake Stallions versus um, versus Arizona, the Arizona Hotshots. Who do you have in that one? I've got the home team. i got the Hotshots. I think uh, they their roster is filled with guys who are stars in the Pac-12. Uh, Josh Huff at Oregon was Marcus Mariota, one of his favorite targets. Uh, Rashad Ross for Arizona State, he played in the NFL for a couple of years. Trevor Knight playing quarterback for Arizona. Um, on the other side, Raheem Moore played in the NFL for a couple of years. Scooby Wright was uh, a stud in his sophomore year at Arizona and then kind of fell off with injuries. Uh, I just think that team is, they look like they've got the star power to 
put together a run. And I do like the Stallions as well. I think uh, Brandon Oliver in the backfield, he was great with the Chargers for a couple of years. And Matt Asiata can be a great goal line back, but I just think the hot shots are going to be too much at home. They're going to pull it off probably in a 24-20 kind of game. So if you're looking towards the end of the season, you've already predicted one um, possible champion. You think um, that Memphis will actually take it. My question is, there's going to be a championship game. Who's in that game with them if you're predicting that Memphis will be there? Uh, right now, I'd probably say Memphis and Orlando. I think the Apollos just Steve Spurrier. I think coaching is going to be really big in this uh, league. And Spurrier has the most uh, experience and the best resume out of all the coaches. So uh, I think we're probably going to see the Express just with all the talent they have and uh, the Apollos with Steve Spurrier meeting up in the championship game. Awesome. All right, now let's let's think about this league a little bit more. I want to know this: if this league is successful, if it's if it's going to be phenomenal, what's going to be that thing that makes it phenomenal? I think it just has to be competitive. Um, I think you have to look at it. It may be a developmental league to get these players to where they want to go, which eventually would be the NFL. But I think it has to be competitive. We can't be watching preseason football out there the entire time where everybody's getting a shot. Teams obviously are going to want to win. I want to see that. I want to see games coming down to the wire. I want to see good finishes because it's not like this league is built for parity right now. With the NFL, there's the draft and uh, the salary cap. Right now, this league, it's basically just sign whoever you want. So I, I want to see this league be competitive and not have one team run away with it or uh, some games where we're turning it off in the third quarter. And what do you think would, I mean, I know America is kind of name driven, right? So because we're so name driven, um, I, I guess what would be, is there going to be a player who we loved? I mean, you're, you remember the XFL, right? There was like, he hate me and we fell in love with that guy. Is there going to be a player that America starts to just love and, and we can't wait to see him play? I hope so. I think that the we're going to have to see how the season plays out because if there are some big personalities that show their uh, show their stripes and kind of uh, make themselves known, I think that will make it to the national stage. If there are some star players who also can uh, kind of show off their personality after the game, during the game, I think that'll be something to watch for because uh, definitely something about the AF, they want to get attention. And if there are some guys who uh, who can make national headlines, that would definitely be big for the league. Awesome. All right, Jake, tell us a little bit more about Full Press AAF. Um, tell us about Full Press in general. I mean, you guys cover a lot of stuff. And then tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you have going on. Uh, so full press coverage, they cover pretty much every sport you can think of, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, uh, AAF, fantasy articles. It's just there's pretty much anything you could want there. I write for AAF and also the Tennessee Titans. Um, it's just a great place. If anybody listening uh, is interested in writing, uh, there's applications online, and uh, it's just a great place uh, to work, and I'm excited to see where it goes in the future. Um, as for me, I write for full press coverage and also a website called Tech Sideline that covers Virginia Tech sports. Um, I basically write Olympic coverage over there. So uh, just 
writing is uh, something I have a passion for, and I'm hoping to keep it going and eventually turn it into a career. Awesome. Where can people find you, follow you, find your articles? Uh, so on Twitter, you can find me at Lyman Jake or uh, at FPC underscore Titans or FPC underscore AAF. Those will be where all of my articles are posted and fullpresscoverage.com. You can find me there if you just uh, search up my name and all of my articles should be up there. All right. Awesome. And thank you so much for joining us. It's super cool to have you. Um, I appreciate your, you know, quick response and things of that nature, man. I'm really looking forward to this first week. I think there are a ton of people who are looking forward to the first week. Twitter blew up during the draft and it, it was just something to see. It was something amazing with the television coverage. I think that's crazy. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what this league will be like. And I'm pretty sure, um, I know people who, who've been covering AF, AAF and writing articles. I know you guys are tired of speculating and waiting for like something to write about. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, first off, thanks for having me on. And, uh, I'm definitely looking for, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing actual football because most of my articles right now have been preview, speculation, all of that. I'm looking to see how these teams actually play, and that way we can kind of get a grip on what they're going to be throughout this 10-game season. You guys also have a podcast there, right? It's the Alliance Football Podcast. Is that um, sponsored through Full Press, AAF? Yes, it is. Yeah, Full Press uh, runs a lot of podcasts. Full Press Radio Network would be... Uh, where you can find them on Twitter. Uh, there's podcasts for pretty much every NFL team, and then they're starting up some AAF prod- podcasts, I believe. There's uh, the Alliance podcast, as you mentioned, and then there's also one specific to the San Diego fleet. Awesome. Will we catch you on one of these podcasts? Uh, so far, I haven't been invited to uh, an Alliance, uh, an AAF football podcast, but um, I am on For the Boys podcast for full press coverage. That's a Titans podcast, so uh, you can find me there. But not, as of now, I've not been invited to one of the full press coverage uh, AAF podcasts. What are they waiting on, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll come soon if I keep writing these articles. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to I'm definitely reading your articles in this whole first week of the AAF. I, I know football fans everywhere are excited, and I mean, after what was, you know, somewhat of a boring um, Super Bowl, um, I'm pretty sure people are looking forward to some new and exciting football. And I think everybody will be watching just to see this whole Sky situation work out. Everybody in New Orleans will be watching for sure. That's for sure. They're going to want to see how that works out. If it does work well, they're going to be all over Goodell. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you for having me. Yo, 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 this your boy E Hud, God's MC, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. Peace.